What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Warning. The Outsider's Edge contains strong opinions, unconventional views, and contrarian stances. Listen, if you dare. Hey, yo! sound of those sirens y'all that can only mean one thing thank you for listening to another edition of the outsider's edge podcast right here on the chair shot radio network this is your boy dr s'mores mr kyle Moores, and i am joined as always by the kenny to my kota mr rance morris ray cash how you doing sir i'm doing good i'm doing real good for those of you who don't didn't watch wrestling five years ago I'm the Bow. I'm when am I the Bowens? No, you're the Bowens. No, I'm somehow. definitely the Bowens because yeah, to like, my obviously to your caster. Scissor us, daddy ass. Scissor us, daddy ass. That is probably the greatest thing in that company right now. I don't give a fuck. Talk about. I don't. Be, I. I don't believe in this idea that you could orga- organically get over under the guise of a company, but them boys did as close as you can do to do that, doing that. <laughs> boys got over out of nowhere. I didn't think it was going to work as a face. I really didn't. But then, you know, Billy Gunn just out here with a career resurrection, being the right person at the right time. And the, I think what makes it work is the guy we just mentioned. Caster's going to go whatever way because he's he got the lyrics. He's actually a much better wrestler than we give him credit for. But Bowens is the star of that team. Mm-hmm. And Bowens is so inherently fucking likable that... Is. Just like as a dude, you just want to pull for the guy. Uh so let's talk about let's talk about them. Let's talk about AEW real quick. Cause like AEW had dynamite last night, and the show had some good highs, and then the show had just some interesting moments. Um like my biggest takeaway, other than God, how can you not love the fucking acclaimed? And also, shout out to the boy Rich Latta. Uh, making a theme yes. and getting on TV. Like, let's, hold on. Let's, yeah. stop for a, let's stop for a second. I don't think you understand how big a deal it is. A dude that's our homeboy. A dude uh, that we came oh up with in this God. game. No. Is, is making like, themes on televised shows I'm, for the I'm, number two company in North America. I'm so proud of homie because I remember when he was releasing mixtapes just trying to get some views and now he's Swerve's number one producer Getting shout out to that. Dog, shout out. Yes. Oh my God. Shout out to Rich. I'm. I'm. That's so dope, bro. Uh, 
Oh, also the show. I mean, the show itself just has like had a couple of hip hop moments, honestly, because Rick Ross had the fucking segment of the show. Man tag accusation, <laughs> false accusation. <laughs> oh, boy, I love, hey, I gotta tell you, shout out to the Public Enemies podcast. Um, by the way, one of the best Twitter accounts you could ever follow. They're hilarious. The greatest wrestling Twitter account right now. My God. But but they but they've been talking for a minute now that this is the type of AW they want to see. I think I, again, Tony Khan, for all of his inequities and all of his issues, has shown a fantastic and a genuine propensity to listen to his criticisms. And one of his big, one of the biggest criticisms we talked about for three years was a lack of diversity. Well, that motherfucker said, y'all don't want diversity. We're here, damn. And he gave y'all BET. Because, like, motherfuckers, <laughs> Kevin Gates was on their television, dog. Thank I mean, you Dynamite last up. night, Dynamite last night was full of melanin. There was melanin everywhere. And, and I will give him credit for this. I think they still could have done a lot better. But to his point, a lot of the guys he would have wanted to sign that were melanated were already signed somewhere else. Yeah. So yeah. look, do you do your thing, bro. He's he's killing it in that regard. Give credit where credit is due. So the good of last night. The swerve segment, like Rick Ross was fucking MVP. Yep. The acclaimed Mike segment, because like it's so over and it worked and it furthered the angle the way that it needed to. Mm-hmm. Um the excellent Soraya Renee segment. Well, they're best friends, so anything they do is good. Well, yes, but also we said before that is the right way to use Renee. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. That is the proper way to use Renee. Use her to establish the characters and get that part over and get the story over, and that worked. Um, so that was all good. Jade Cargill appeared on Dynamite. Oh my! Was did she did she wrestle? Yes, she wrestled <gasps> against Marina. Well, I knew that I was that's for for you listening. I know. Oh my God! Rose Nyla Rose was involved because that's the current story. Nyla stole the title. By the way, if y'all ain't list, if y'all don't follow Nyla Rose on Twitter, another excellent follow. The fact that she stole this damn title and is like going to going to the gym with it, going to sleep, it's hilarious. But yes, yes. Continue. So, like, all of that was great. Um, But my big takeaway from the show is that they have a pacing problem. And what I mean is, this shit reminds me of Crash TV. Nothing is allowed a moment to, like, actually breathe and actually settle and actually, like, give you time to digest what's happening. It's just like a sugar rush, nonstop. They're just throwing shit at you, throwing shit at you, throwing shit at you. They do the picture in picture. They do the, like, just match after segment after match after segment. It's boom, 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 boom. Like, they pack it in in that two hours. And some of the things that they do are hitting. But I'm just like, y'all need to slow this the fuck down. Y'all got to Go ahead, I'm sorry. No, I just like y'all need to sh- slow this the fuck down. Y'all need to calm down. This is cocaine booking. So I got to tell you, um, our good friend Rab Ropes said this, put this perfectly. Last night was so frenetic and so random. 
that like there's an episode of South Park where they try to figure out how Family Guy uh, shows are written, and it's like a manatee pulling out balls of like ideas from a tank. Mm-hmm. And I want to read to you five things that happened last night that are like all in their own mind. What? They're in Baltimore, so MVP quarterback Lamar Jackson is at ringside and is called out by Chris Jericho. Mm-hmm. One. Rick Ross, as we've already mentioned, is backstage having the time of his life in a segment time with Tony Schiavone, life. straight up. In the segment with Tony Schiavone, Swerve, and, and Keith Lee, where they all four of them, Schiavone included, toast to champagne. Orange Cassidy is is called out by Cassiori Shibata for a match at Rampage. Mm-hmm. Yes, the same Shibata who had a, a hematoma in his brain mm-hmm. that was never supposed to wrestle again. The two people he said he wants to wrestle in AW are Brian Danielson, understood, and Orange Cassidy. And they're wrestling for the all Atlantic, intercontinental, English, other side of the the pond title, whatever it's called. They have so many fucking titles. I'm saying, dog. That's three. Number four. On top of the fact that the former two dimes, Cole Carter, showed, I think it's his name, right? Showed mm-hmm. up and just started fighting people. Jeff Jarrett. That's J E double F, and both F's stand for finesse. Straight up, because not only is he there as a, as a talent, Joining up with his former TNA guys, Jay Lethal and um, 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 Sanjay Dutt. But he's the director of business operations. <laughs> Going to be in charge of live events. Basically, what Vince gave him to do when Hunter got hurt or got, got sick. Mm-hmm. And then he quit yeah. to go do it there. And third. Jeff Jarrett stays cashing checks, dog. I, I'm so jealous of him, dog. Like, I don't God know. damn. My boy just it's season on another level. But here's the here's the fifth one that you may actually want to expound upon because there's so much to talk about on this bone. It had been uh, it had been advertised all week that uh, Chris Jericho is continuing to face former Ring of Honor champions. He was gonna face one. Mm-hmm. It doesn't necessarily be a world champ, but just a former mm-hmm. champion of Ring of Honor. Somebody who is a champion. And who came out? Boom boom. Cabana, boom, boom. Cabana, fuck you. Philip Brooks, you suck. Before you go, because I, I really want you to lead, the, not lead, but I want to hear your thoughts first. Before you go, I want to give a timeline. Because just last week was when uh, Nick Houseman, my, actually my co my boss technically, I work for Wrestling y'all. Don't worry about that. It's another conversation. <laughs> um, interviewed Punk's people. I don't know if it was him, but Punk's people, where we got the the, the, the bullshit story. I'm going to go out and say it's bullshit. That Larry got hit by the door, the dog, whatever. But last week was the first time that the elite were allowed to be mentioned on TV. Where they did the delete the elite video, right? And they had another mm-hmm. one this week. Mm-hmm. So literally the second that they're allowed to come back, that lets you know that everything is probably clear now with the investigation. Who the first person to come out? All the rumors that Coca Bana couldn't be at TV 
or on TV because of Phil. And the second the investigation is done with Phil, the first person to come out is Coco Banner. What you trying to tell me, Tony? What you trying to tell me? I mean, I'm here for giving all the salt to Philip. Man, fuck Philip. Here's the thing. What you, what Tony trying to tell you? Tony tried to tell you how you gonna fucking bitch me on my own motherfucking press conference. <laughs> fuck you, dog. You think you gonna bitch me in front of all of these people? I'll show you a bitch. I'm gonna bring back your arch enemy. I'm gonna put him on my TV show. I'm gonna make a big deal about it. I'm gonna have get out there talk about how he had to dig deep and think about whether his career was over That's and all that shit. Right there in the middle of the nine o'clock hour. Yeah, this is my motherfucking show. Fuck you, Philip. That's so petty and probably so true. That's so, how are you gonna get that bold three months after it happened? <laughs> I am here for it. I hope Philip tastes all the salt in them tears. Oh man, the the beauty of it is there's a there's a growing I'm not going to call it a rumor because there's no substantiated facts to this, to this ideal, but there's a growing ideal that's a joke to me that, well, since he's out of AW, Phil got to come home <laughs> if he walks to Gorilla. Oh, my God. <laughs> Talk about if, the tail between your legs. I was going to say, if he walks through Gorilla, he can never call himself the voice of the voiceless ever again. Because all I want him to do is walk out, and I just want Paul, Daddy Paul to be like, "So how that crow taste, dog?" <laughs> no, no, pull a pull pull a Kobe Kingston type deal. Like, hey, what you been the past few years? Yeah, so what you been up to? Oh my god, the the best. I think the best course of action, if in that regard, is Punk signs a a, a legend deal. Just do the merch thing, get the money, and never have to show up. That makes the most sense. Get do that, do the Hall of Fame, get that check, and be. You want, you want to know why that's not going to happen though? Because, because CM Triple Punk H is that's Kyrie petty? Irving. No, CM Punk is Kyrie Irving. He can't admit that he's wrong. He can't admit that he's aired. He can't ever admit that he did something incorrect. He's just going to ride this L to the house for the rest of forever. I just got so mad that you made that comparison, and I didn't make it first. <laughs> I just got so <laughs> mad just right now. Because that's spot on. Like, he oh. cannot admit that he is wrong. He is incapable of seeing error. So, okay, so I, I ran down the five crazy things. Um, and, and of Alvarez, Brian Alvarez from The Observer, who is notorious for his own slew of things, Came out before the show and said, I was told that something crazy is going to happen to AEW. Well, five motherfucking things, right? I'm still blown away. And I want to talk about the frenetic of the show and the Crash TV and his positive and negative. We had a conversation about that earlier. And Shibata has wrestled two matches since he came back. Both of them were exhibitions. His first real match is against Orange Cassidy. What do you... I guess they're trying to tell us that Orange Cassidy is, a, is like the, a top star. I guess I gotta, I guess I gotta, I gotta believe it now. I mean, he is probably. I mean, he is one of their top stars. They gave him a program with Jericho for a I while. Mean, yeah. For a while there, they paid for the license to that uh, fucking was it the Pixie song? Yeah, yeah, like. 
So, yeah, he definitely is one of their big stars. It's just he had been sidelined for forever because Philip cast a shadow over the show and, like, absorbs so much time. Like, I'm happy that the whole brawl out thing is over and done and whatever, but, like, I got to agree with uh, our boss, Greg DeMarco, in terms of my enjoyment level of Dynamite tends to go up in episodes where the elite are not around and it tends to go down in episodes when the elite are. You know, I I think in most cases, I tend to agree with you. I mean, I don't think there's a person alive who's completely unbiased who wouldn't tell you Kenny Omega is one of the five best wrestlers in the world. Nobody can say that. Like you can have your, you can have your issues with him personally. You can have your issues with him and his, eccentricities but in that ring and even as a character which he's worked on over the past few years he's gotten so much better but I I tend to agree with you but I think in this scenario because of how they left and when they left and the story that that Kenny in particular was telling as the I'm I gotta come back but I'm not quite ready and I'm running into form uh, I wanted to see that I want to see where we're going with that. Now the Bucks, uh, look, you've seen one Bucks match, you've seen one Bucks promo, you've seen one Bucks feud, you've seen them all. But yeah, the Kenny nice. thing, but the Kenny thing, I was really into. So I'd really, I'd be happy to see him and keep it a buck. They need top stars right now, dog. Oh, they definitely do. Get well soon, Hangman. Um, they definitely do. So, like, I'm not going to dispute that. But I also think that, again, the show is fun without the main guys because, like, the guys that are not on top are more fun, generally. And I think that, and I think that's a different problem. Like, their top card guys are not fun. Even Moxley is not fun. He's, like, over like Rover, and he's good in the ring, but he's not fun. Yeah, or responsible Moxley isn't fun, yeah. Like Or, like, enjoyable in that way, whereas, like, so many other people on the card are just genuinely fun and likable. Orange Cassidy is very likable. The shtick can get old very quick, but he's very likable. He's likable people, too. Very likable. Yeah. The, um... The Swerve and Keith Lee, like, are fun. It's just, there's so many people on the show that are fun. Powerhouse Hobbs is fun. Wardlow is, like, cool and interesting. And, like, all of these other characters that are just great. And then I look at their, like, biggest names that they really need back because they need those names to pop the ratings. And I'm just like, but y'all aren't fun. Okay, so... In that vein, I want to ask you this, because we're talking about fun. We're talking about kind of the pros and cons of the elite being there, not being there. We alluded at the beginning of this topic to the crash TV nature of their show and the randomness of what happened last night, which is actually more... Last night was more random than usual, but it's usually random. random. We talk a lot about the cons of Crash TV, of the not letting anything breathe, of the frenetic booking. Are there any pros? So I would say the pro is, as Crash as it was, they got two women's storylines. Oh, yeah, that's a big pro. 
like they got two separate women's storylines, one of which was connected to an actual match that took place with like classic heel tactics involved. Um, getting some of those faces on TV and moreover, like getting them more time. Um, everybody won in the acclaim segment this week. Like the scissor me daddy ass thing is super fucking over, but then the his actual sons also won because they got more heat. Shout like, out to the ass boys. Yeah, shout out to the ass boys. Um, but yeah, like, that is a positive. The big negative, though, is because it's so frenetic, nothing has a chance to sink in the way that it should, and those big moments get lost. Yeah. yeah. Like, Rick Ross being there should have been a much bigger deal than it was. Um, Lamar Jackson being there should have been a much bigger deal than it was. And the whole thing with Jericho, like that could have been, uh, that could have had more. Yeah. But like, that's my big negative to it is things don't have a chance to like actually sink in. And so instead of hitting home runs, you only hit doubles. Who? Well, that's so number one. Got on base, but like. But first and foremost, shout out to the fact that Kyle made a baseball reference. A timely baseball reference, nonetheless, because the World Series is going on right now as we speak. But that hits. That is. It, it's it's like the Stanley Cup for like people. Oh, oh, okay, okay. Got you. I got you. I speak Kyle. You do. Um, you. <laughs> I like the home run doubles analogy, but do, should you hit home runs every show? Is I guess is another question because oh, that's the no, that's, that's the problem true. WWE has. No, they that's have, true. WWE is the equivalency of baseball fans know this name, Adam Dunn. Adam Dunn was a hitter who every time he swung was either going to be a strikeout or a home run. Wasn't no singles, wasn't no doubles. It's going over or striking out. And that's what WWE has been over the past 10 years or so. So a double every night is good, huh? It is, except that like they've also hit plenty of singles and struck out a time or two. And they don't have the, like, years and years and years of just knocking it out over and over and over again for us to be forgiving. Like, if you got a chance to knock one out, you need to knock that bitch out. I agree. I agree. And they have too good of a, of a roster. And I'm not the biggest fan of all their stories, but they have enough stories that connect mm-hmm. that you would think they'd be bigger and hotter and, and better. That, I think I think they're a failure of their own success because the crowd that they have, the fan base that they have, diehard fan base, is going to cheer and support anything they do. Um, and the problem with that, as opposed to WWE, is WWE is such a big entity that you're gonna they they're gonna their detractors are just as loud as their supporters. The AEW detractors are not loud as loud as the support of their supporters, and that doesn't allow them to kind of see the pros and cons on a regular basis, in my opinion. They also desperately need Ring of Honor to go ahead and spin off. Like, if it's going to happen, it needs to happen because, like, it is dominating the show proper. Any predictions as to what they do with it? As who, who gets the show? I don't know. I genuinely don't know because with Warner Brothers Discovery being in such a bad way financially... I don't know how that's going to go. And yeah. Fox and Universal don't need it. Yeah. So I'm just like... Would you call Anthem? 
I mean, I might call them, see if they're interested. I might no try to call. TV. I might try to call Disney and see if like I can get it on like ESPN Plus. If you're going, if you're going to stream and then just do the fight TV, fight TV Plus thing, because that's what GCW went. I mean, that's fair. But I mean, for you know, GCW, that felt like such a big deal. I, you know what? I felt the opposite. I felt like it was a letdown because they had been building us up. Granted, we, most people can smell the work. But building us up, that, man, I thought they was going to work a deal with WWE and be on the network. Nick I'm Gage good. on the Peacock, bro. Mads Warner on the Peacock. Girl, the Peacock was never going to let Nick Gage up in that bitch. <laughs> well, hey, what the Peacock don't need to know, the Peacock don't have to worry about. I mean, I guess that's fair. Um, but we'll we'll go from, you know, you said you mentioned your biggest pop of the night was Shibata. So let's go from yeah. one Japanese legend to another. Um, Shinsuke's going to fight the great Muda? You know, first and foremost, just just putting those two together, just saying those words and thinking of all of the Politics, literal politics. I'm speaking to Japan well, side because it's that fucking Noah. It's 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 wild. It's wild to to even think that is a possibility. Yo, and what was it? Will Osprey that tweeted, uh, "Blame Naito for pissing Shinsuke off so much that he wouldn't even come back because the IC title's gone." <laughs> that was his baby. It that was Shinsuke's baby. baby. It was um, his baby. Dog, just the, the the it's happening in Noah. It's Shinsuke signed to WWE. The Noki thing, which is probably the biggest reason it happened. The Muda's farewell tour. The possibility of this being a, a olive branch to Muda coming to do the Hall of Fame. The fact that Sonny Ono had to work it out between AEW and WWE. Because Noah has is working on a working relationship with AEW, and they didn't they didn't want to ruin that. There's so many layers to that story before you just get to the match. It's wild. But then you get to the match and you're like, Shinsuke's gonna fight fucking Muda. So I want this is what I want to know in Japan. What I want to know is the Shinsuke we see now is very clearly an older, dialed down version. Because if you watched anything that man did in New Japan, he was trying to kill people. Do you think he brings that back for a night? Shinsuke's old. Yeah, Muda's older. Well, yeah, yeah, Muda's ancient. So, like, I think it's up to Muda how hard they go. I think if Muda... Because here's the thing. You know, at the end of the day, Japanese culture is Japanese culture. If Muda looks at Shinsuke back in Gorilla before the match and's like, yo, bring it, bitch. Yeah. Then Shinsuke's gonna bring that shit. Yeah. And if yeah. Muda looks at him before the match and's like, "All right, you know, we're gonna go out and put on a good show, and you're gonna take good care of me," then Shinsuke's gonna do that. And WWE has precedent for this because uh, Kenta went back to do something. I don't remember the former Hideo Tommy, um, when he was still in WWE. I can't. Remember, it, I don't know if it was a Noki thing or something. He went back for. Was it the the Kobayashi? memorial show something i don't remember i don't know but he went back so this is there's president for this any chance they shinsuke may work out a deal to work uh wrestle kingdom i mean 
I think he might ask. Or I think New Japan might ask because, I mean, they still got to figure out the Carl Anderson thing. That's clearly building up to something. Which is further proof that WWE is open for business. Think about that. I mean, they, uh, they are empl- they have a, they have under their employee a current champion in New Japan, acknowledged by both companies. Yeah, no, you're right. You're and right. Carl has I hate that it's Carl Anderson, but you're right. Hey, beggars can't be choosers, right? You're right again. If I was Hunter, I would let Finn and Shinsuke go back, to Wrestle Kingdom, because imagine Prince Devitt showing up for a night. And the, the goodwill that that should get you, dog. Think about it, because Okada not gonna stay there forever, bro. Naito ain't got too many. He ain't got. He barely had. Naito got Chris. Naito's only. knees are being held together by spirit gum. Well, that's the perfect for the WWE style, isn't it? I mean, potentially. I don't know. Dusty I'm just saying, dog, you know, there's some people out there. And forget the, the bell of the ball. I know Okada's the bell of the ball. But young Jay White, your future WrestleMania main eventer. I'm just saying. As long as they don't sign Will Ospreay, I'm fine with it. Uh, they probably wouldn't sign Will because B Priestley's there. <laughs> B's going to be like, um, no, I don't work with him. Hey, hey. Man, and it's a shame because boy, talk about the talent that dude got. Jesus Christ, he sucks. Um, we still. I I know we say this all the time, but I I think I'm gonna put in a message to Jeremy and Josh because I, I I really have a hankering now to talk some Japanese wrestling because it's been so long since I cared about it. I mean, all I'm saying is I need Muda to miss him. And I need him to win anyway. I, okay, so I got I have a fun game we can play real quick before we go to commercial. You ready? Okay. Let's play the game. Kyle Kyle's uh, names current New Japan champions. Oh God, current New <laughs> Japan champions. So no, and I'll name the title, and you tell me who's the the current title holder. Okay. We'll start easy. Who is the IWGP World Heavyweight Champion? Isn't it currently Okada? Nope. It's Jay White. It's Jay White. Okay. Okay. I'll give you. I'll give you a pass on that because it's a fair guess. Just like with Roman, it's a fair guess to guess. Yeah. Okada. LOL. Roman wins. LOL. Okada wins. Same. Same. Who is the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion? Um. And by I the way, in all in all of these, I'll give you one hint if you ask for it. I know it was Desperado forever. What stable are they in? Bullet Club. Bullet Club. Okay. I'm going to say it's uh, Bone Soldier then. Ishimori, yeah. Okay. We know who the Never Overweight Champion is because it's Carl yep. Anderson. Carl, yep. Oh, here's a fun one. Who's the IWGP United States Champion? United States Champion. And it's not John Moxley. I know it's not John Moxley. Didn't he drop the belt to like Tanahashi or some shit? And then Tanahashi. I know, and then Tanahashi dropped the belt to somebody. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say I don't fucking know, and I probably haven't even heard of them. You've heard of them. They're a very popular person. We talked about them on the show already today. 
We've talked about them on the show already today. Shibata? Then I don't know. He's the leader of a stable. The leader of a stable. Okada? Nope. Okay, so the leaders of the stables are... One more guess and I'll tell you. Will Ospreay? William James Ospreay. I don't know if James has been named. Oh, that's right. He did start his own little stable. The Empire. And they're big now. They got like eight people. Yeah, that's right. I forgot he started his own faction. The IWGP Tag Team Champions. Isn't that FTR? Good. Hey, Kyle gets one. I only know because FTR's whole, they're doing the whole belt collector's gimmick. They hold every title except for the company that they work for. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Because they never get booked on the company they work for. I'm not even going to ask you the junior heavyweight tag titles because you'll never guess. It's TJP and Francisco Akira from the United Empire. You uh, never got that. I definitely would not have gotten that. I didn't know TJP was still fucking yeah. wrestling. Um, why not? This, the never open weight six man tag titles. Why not? The never open weight six man tag titles. I am going to guess that they are held by the Bullet Club. They are. Which which members? Uh, I don't know. Tongans? No, the Tongans got kicked out. I don't know. House of Torture, Evil Show, and uh, Tokyo Pimp Takahashi. Okay. Well, that's a thing. It is a thing, and you know they created a new uh, the new strong overweight championship. And, uh, yeah, um, Darren Young, Fred Rosser. Oh, well, gay power. Straight up. And he, he's really remade himself. I don't like him bald, but my boy's remade himself. He's like a powerhouse. Hey, them checks, and that's what matters. Yep. Um, so that's a fun look into the fact that nobody knows what the fuck is going on in New Japan right now. I've just, I, I just don't have time. Like, I gotta keep up with the WWE and the AEW. I don't have time to also keep up with shows that are happening six hours ahead of me. But if it was interesting enough, you don't have to keep up with it. It would find you. And that's the problem. They're not interested enough to even be in your periphery. That's true. If you're not actively looking for that shit or, like, part of the zeitgeist of it. It is a shame. It's just not in your mentions. Pay the bills, brother. All right, we're going to pay some bills, and then we'll be back. Thanks for helping us pay those bills, y'all. If you like the content we provide here on the ChairShot Radio Network, go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the ChairShot and get you a shirt. Maybe get it in strong style. Feels real good on your skins. We got a shirt. Hashtag journalism. Facts, we do. You're right, we don't. Um, Speaking of, is it enough? Damage control, is it enough? Is it working? You asked me that question. Do you want to say things first? Well, I, I feel like my my answer, my belief is going to be different than the majority of people. I think it is. I think I am not a belief believer that, re- that wins and losses matter. And I say that, and I will stand on that to the day I die, because quite literally, we've seen it happened that literally you could have one night and make a guy believable again. You could have a guy who loses every match and win the title and people accept it. 
When the well, we, we never accepted gender. We just were told to deal with it until they put the belt on somebody better. Uh, who the fuck is we? <laughs> I'm, I, I did not enter gender. I am a gender believer, sir. Um, but no, your point is is well founded still. And Miz, most recently Miz, Miz ain't won. Miz won like three matches in the in the entire calendar year, but was world champion. He was right. Um, so I, the reason I bring that up is because people are thinking, in my opinion, are thinking damage control is failing. Because they're not winning to the extent that they believe that they should. My thing is, one, they're being used. They're in the A block of the show regularly. They're ending the show regularly. They're in the biggest feud on the show regularly. Two, them being the tag champions wasn't as important as them being the anchor for that tag division. They are that. And three, and most importantly, they're telling the most important story. I, I'm a big person on story ticks, right? Like, I, every wrestler is not supposed to win. Bray Wyatt, for example, when he first debuted, he I know people think that's what killed his character, which may be true, but he told you in his, in his uh, promos, winning and losing doesn't matter to me. It's about getting my point over, which is why the match at WrestleMania 30 with John Cena he wasn't even trying to win. He, there was points where he was audibly saying, Cena, hit me with the chair, trying to prove a point. The point of damage control was to, to be with Bailey because Bailey, essentially in storyline and in real life, saved EO from leaving and saved Dakota from obscurity to help Bailey reinvent herself and take over the division. The tag titles ain't going to take over the division. There's one goal for that, and that's the world championship. And if Bailey beats her this Saturday at uh, Crown Jewel, then everything they plan to do works. Am I off on that? So, I think, number one, I think people are still not conventionally used to female stables. Okay. And so it makes it harder for them to like fairly evaluate their effectiveness. Um, but number two, I think that the part of the reason people are feeling like it's not working per se is because people are under the mistaken impression that this should that this should be a vehicle for EO and Dakota to both get themselves over longer term. And it's like, that's not what this is. This is Bailey's heavies. It's just that Honestly, Io Shirai is, like, respected too much for anybody to see her as someone's heavy. That's fair. Um, and then in the case of Dakota, like, Dakota, you know, I like her, don't get me wrong, but, like, she clearly doesn't have the, like, level of spunk or, like, it factor to be the breakout star of a faction. So, like, these are Bailey's heavy. And I think people are wanting them to be more like a traditional faction where Bailey is the star of right now, and then there's a heavy, and then there's a like obvious breakout star that they're gonna try to like establish for the future. And as constructed, this is not that. This is just not that. 
So I had this conversation with the boys over at the Minus Wrestling Podcast, and uh, I think this is a good conversation to have here, although I feel like we may be on the same side of this. But I feel like there are two, two prevailing thoughts. There are there is uh, the I the thought concerning the show of what the booker is giving to you that's telling and what they're telling you is actual canon, and then there's the thought of the fan who believes what they want to believe is canon, and they're two separate things, right? Because the show can tell you. Let me give you a perfect example. That remember that guy that uh. You refused to mention until he went to AW and then you called him Malachi. Oh, that guy. Yeah, the one that like quit wrestling. <laughs> you didn't have to throw that jab out there. He had a promo on Dynamite. He's coming back. But when Alster was in WWE, Alster was undefeated for a year and a half. But Alster was never in a feud, was never put in a position of prominence, was never given any real time until. He did that last comeback before he got fired, right? So the company's telling you he's not important, even though he's winning. But fans believe, oh, well, he won every match, so he should be fighting for a title. That's not what the canon is showing you. And I think fans conflate the two because wrestling is the only medium I've ever seen in my life where we don't believe or accept what the booker or what the showrunner is giving us as the actual canon. Imagine watching The Walking Dead and saying, nah, son, Rick is the Rick is the is the bad guy. Everything about the show is telling you he's the hero. Man, that was a blast from the past. Well, I still watch Walking Dead like a dumbass, so. Oof. I mean, you know, there's something to be said for your masochism. Uh <laughs> Okay, respond. Go ahead. <laughs> that was I, hilarious. No, that's all I said. There's nothing <laughs> said for your masochism. I abandoned that ship, and there's nothing wrong with either choice. Um, oh, man, that's funny. But, I mean, speaking of blood, let's talk about blood money. Um, should we talk about the, well, of, of, of all the million controversies, the main controversy? What, which one? Money. The fact that the country of Iran is in the midst of a women's revolution. Well, absolutely. And there's issues, by the way, about damn time. I know, right? Um, and there are issues with the two countries, and there's the possibility that there could be some danger in some form or fashion. And like the WWE's have to announce they have contingencies. <laughs> it's like it's wild. It, it I mean, look. $50 million extends a lot of grace for a lot of shit, but uh, man, like, to be possibly already in the war of criminals country, mm-hmm. working working for, and I mean nothing against the people of Saudi Arabia, but the government, and then to, possibly, to be doing propaganda shows, essentially, and then to possibly be <laughs> up in the middle or you know, privy to uh, some type of war situation, it's wild. Couldn't be me, big dog. Couldn't be me, because ain't nobody trying to pay my ass that kind of money. Well, anyway, um, as you as you uh, find people listening, 
No, Cal ain't watching shit from Crown Jewel. Blood Money 7, Sand and Blood. <laughs> Sand and Blood, fantastic. Between you and Platt, y'all need to really like make that show, the names of these shows. Um, well, next year, I told you, Blood Money 8 is Sandcastle Showdown. And I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Um, I'm going to watch, of course, Journalistic Integrity and whatnot. And I use that word loosely. Um, but we're going to predict the show. Um, and I imagine these shows now are, have major consequences. I'd imagine there's going to be some big shit that's going to happen. I mean, you know, there'll probably be like a surprise debut or some other crazy thing. Because well, that's what happens now. Well, not a surprise debut. I don't think somebody's going to debut in Saudi Arabia. But Well, Jake, Jake Paul, I think, is going to make his quote-unquote debut, if you would count that a debut, but sure. Um, let's start here. They announced, like it's a match. It's not a match, but it's a segment. Bray Wyatt's going to be there. Any idea what Bray Wyatt does? Do you even care what he's going to do? I mean... I'm not, I'm going to kind of check out until they start revealing some of these characters. Okay. Um, by the way, Uncle Howdy, Bo Dallas, makes too much sense. Um, we just spoke about damage control. They got a rematch against Asuka and Alyssa Bliss for the Women's Tag Team Championships. Who you got? Well, um... I'm just going to go ahead and say that the champs retain because they literally just changed the belts and uh, go from there. The champs retain because something else happened later on. Foreshadowing. The Usos trying to get their Usi back against the Brawling Brutes. Ridge, Holland, and, 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 uh, and Big Boy Butch for the undisputed tag team championships. Uh, by the way, my prediction two months ago of the Brutes, uh, Drew, and KO against the Bloodline in War Games, holla at your boy. Um, who you got? Usos or the Brutes? So I'm going to say the Usos win thanks to help from Solo because we know that honorary Us is generally not allowed in uh, the country of Saudi Arabia because he's Syrian. So, um, Honorary Oos won't be there, so Solo gonna have to come rescue them. Um, and that's, yeah, that's where I see that going. By the way, Seamus uh, was ridden out the other day because he got married, so shout out to Seamus. Yeah, I saw the wedding photos. Um, Braun Strowman versus Omos. Giant versus Giant. I'm actually really interested in the story. The match, yeah, but I, I like big men, uh, two big men bumping meat, big sweaty men bumping meat. Big meaty men slapping meat. Look, man, I'm sorry. It's been a while since I heard my boy Biggie speak. I, I, you, uh, you get well soon, it. Biggie. Um, so I'm glad that you're interested because I don't care at all about this <laughs> match, like not even a little bit. I don't care about Braun Strowman. I don't care about Omas. I'm going to assume Omas wins because they're trying to establish him as the new monster. And, uh, yeah. So, Braun should win because Braun legitimately has... He's legitimately over and has meat on the bone to be a top-level star. 
But if not now, win for Omos, right? Exactly. So, yeah, I think I'm with you. Plus, MVP is still one of the best managers in the game. Facts. Let's do Drew McIntyre versus Karrion Cross in a steel cage match because that means a lot of stuff. It's still in the steel cage. We got Um. So I know the point of it being in the cage is so, like, Scarlet can't get involved and blah, 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 so that Drew can win and end the feud. Um, but I want Cross to win because otherwise I'm not going to take him as seriously. Well, Cross did win the first match. He did, you're right. But, like, now I want you to win without your wife. That's actually fair. Drew is Teflon. He Drew is. Drew can lose match. everything and it won't matter. Yeah, so I think I got to go with Karrion Cross too. You, you're trying to build him up to be a star. So. I can see it, though, kind of like the old Christian Cage Rhino style or like they did with uh, Roman and uh, Brock a few years ago where, like, Drew kicks him out of the of the ring. And, yeah. Like, and the cage breaks and he wins. I can see that happening, too. Yeah, I could see that. All right, let's do the OC, AJ Styles, and your favorite tag team, the Good Brothers. Where were they on January the 6th? In Tokyo, because that's Wrestle Kingdom. Oh, they had it out. Good for them. Uh, versus the Judgment Day, Finn, Damian Priest, and the MVP of Monday Night Raw, Dominic Guerrero. I'm sorry, Mysterio. Um, and last... oh, oh, real quick, real quick. Of course, Rhea's gonna be there. This may be the debut of the new Bullet Babe. I know it's not the OC, but because they're trying to recruit a woman to offset Rhea, so this may be the debut of that. Okay, it might be, but as of right now, only one of these teams has a Rhea Ripley, and only one of these teams has a Guerrero. So, like, I'm gonna go with the uh, who's your poppy connection? I'm torn. Because whenever the person who's, whenever the OC chick playing off Bullet Babe debuts, they're going to win that match, right? So if it's Saturday, then yeah, OC wins. But it may be Monday, so I'm not sure. Who's your guess for who the babe is? Well, so at first I thought possibly, at first I thought, hell no. At first I thought it was probably Charlotte. Just kind of like we're going to work concurrently. And AJ and Charlotte, Charlotte have the, the team from the Mixed Match Challenge, so they get along. But it's Raquel Gonzalez. Oh. Or Rodriguez, whatever Hispanic name they decided to give her out of nowhere. Um, I'm pretty sure it's Raquel. Okay. Um, and, you know, Raquel and Rhea got like that Sammy and Kevin Owens type history from NXT. Yeah, I mean, uh, I could go with that. That's fine. So I'm going to go with the OC only because I see that happening Saturday. Okay. Um, all right. Champions, man. Championship matches. Uh, Bianca Belair versus Bad Bailey. If Bailey don't match, he ain't ever gonna. Facts. Facts. Bailey got to win. And with, with the girls losing Monday, that told me immediately, well, Bailey's winning Saturday. Yeah, I mean, yeah. If she don't win now, then... It's like you've passed, you've missed your moment and it's done. So like she's got to win. So if she doesn't, 
What do you do with Bailey and Damage Control after that? On starting, Monday? move them to fucking SmackDown immediately because Raw is damaged goods at that point. You don't move them on the card and just like have them have a nah card. dog, nah dog. They came in talking about they were gonna take this shit over and they were gonna run this bitch and blah blah blah. And if she goes down after three tries and can't get it, then uh, I can no longer take this gimmick seriously on this show. And you're going to have to let her go back to antagonizing Michael Cole. I will say, whatever happens next, this, I believe this is, the la- this is going to be the last match between the match for and the title feud. Whatever happens next, Bailey got smoke with Candice LeRae. That's, yes. that's, that's coming. So, which... And hey, I'm here for a Bailey Candice Lorray title feud. Same. Big same. Candice wrestling is great. Can I can I interest you in the merits of a Logan Paul championship run? I mean, you could try to interest me in the merits, and I mean you don't have to sell me super hard, like as long as it's only with the black belt, not the blue one. Well, look, I've given up on the splitting things. I think they're, that's that for the duration, at least through Mania. I've given up on trying to do the convolutedness. I have, first and foremost, you know me, my good brother Kyle, the Outsider's Edge. We sit at the table, at the head of the table, the tribal chief set for us, as well as we give our deference to the Tongans, Polynesians, Hawaiians, all the islanders. So with that being said, I've really, for journalistic sake, tried to think of how Roman could possibly lose. And I ain't got shit. I'll tell you this, though. I can, I, can I make a guarantee, though? Yeah. There's going to be a ref bump. And yes. At some point, and at some point, Logan's going to knock Roman out and have him pinned for three. Yes. And it won't get counted. Exactly. And you know what? That's probably exactly what needs to happen. Show, show that Logan can beat him, but Logan won't. Yep. Um, can I also interest you in the merits of the old Jericho Triple H Dusty finish where Jericho beat Hunter and then Hunter like threatened Earl Hebner into early grave and then he changed the match and gave the title back to Hunter? Could that be something we see? I mean... Perhaps, but not as likely. I don't think it would work because that's the type of thing that has to be told over. The story has to be told over the night. Yeah. Yeah. Agree. I don't think you can tell that story in in a 15 minute fashion. It's got to be like all night. The longer we we get the rants, the closer we get to January, the more my prediction is likely to come to pass. I don't know about that likely shit, bro. I mean, Cody's ready. I mean, he can be as ready as he wants. The story isn't as good as Usi Juicy Usi. Adrenaline in my veins. Cody Rose here to save the day. <laughs> I mean, sure, but can Cody Rhodes make all of the fucking Samoans laugh and break character at the same time? No, because he's not funny. Exactly. Garrett could never. <laughs> I'm just, dog, so I want to see it. I'm, I don't want you to think I don't want to see it. But 
I think the prospect of KO and Sammy versus the Usos is bigger because Sammy ain't beating no damn Roman. I mean, you say that, but it could happen. You say it, but it could happen. Just like you can go outside and dunk tomorrow on your knee. Girl, please. (laughs) Stranger things have happened than Sammy winning that match. Uh, Like Logan Paul winning on Saturday? Man, nah, David Arquette was WCW champion once upon a match. This ain't no nearly as crazy as that. Can you imagine Sunday morning with a Logan Paul as the champion? Oh my god. They're gonna burn down Stanford. <laughs> Can you imagine the AEW stands if that happens? Yes, which is kind of why I wanted to happen because the world is gonna burn. I mean, it's already on fire, so, like, you know. Right? Hey, let's, let's all go out. Let's all have a party, right? Yeah, for real, okay. though. Shit. So, I mean, you know, it's unfortunate that it's blood money because, like, there are some matches that could be pretty good. You, I'm sure I'm sure you're willing to see highlights. I know you're not going to watch oh, Yeah, show. sure. Yeah, I'll watch highlights. I'll watch some YouTube clippies. Um, I am, it, it's, I hate when you're on a holding pattern for one show. We know Survivor Series is going to be a big show again, so we're kind of waiting for that. War games. And I'm here for that. Um, Roman can't lose the title before Mania. It's just too much to do. Agree. Yeah. But the fact that we spent this much time on it lets you know the merits of Logan Paul being in the WWE. I mean, yeah. Yeah, and he was able to carry this feud without even actually having to show up on the show. I mean, he's a medium maven, and I, I know that's a fucking one of his taglines, but I mean, tell me it ain't true. 24 million followers? Well, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, it worked because he didn't have to show up. And the one time he did, and Pussy Juicy just got that work. Yeah. Listen. By the way, did 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 your heart drop to your to your to your leg to your to the ground when Jay said, "I don't give a damn what the tribal chief think." I popped about a bed like the Undertaker. I'm just like, ooh, did he just say that? Did did he just say that out loud? Because like, ooh, gave his life. Thank God that uh, Sammy told him he needs to get more Usa. That's what I'm saying. Like, ooh, shit. I ain't got nothing else, big dog, unless you got something. Uh, the only other thing I got is, uh, y'all, um, if you choose to watch Blood Money, I'm not judging you. Just remember that it is Blood Money. Fact, all facts. All facts. Yeah. And and on the wildest of tangents, rest in peace to the big homie takeoff. Yeah. It happened in my city. I'm still sick about it. We need to fucking do better. These motherfuckers are dying on the most mundane of... He was at a fucking bowling alley. At a bowling alley after a dice game. But And he wasn't playing dice. He was No, playing. he was Let's just there. Nipsey got shot in front of his... In front of his, uh, his clothing store. PNB Rock got shot getting a cookie. Can we be better, y'all? Like, like Why are we all shooting all the fucking time? 
I mean, you made the joke earlier, but it's real. The world's fucking burning. Like, dog, that's too fucking bad. I'm sick about that shit, bro. He just released a video the day before. Quavo went on every media run he could do to tell everybody this was his time. I'm sick. So, and so, and whatever your medium is to forget about it, whether you choose to watch Blood Money, whether you went watching the, the baseball or the football or the basketball or the soccer or the porn, whatever you watch, enjoy it, dog. Just live get it. Get Usy. Get ah, Get Usy. And in the meantime, you can find me on Twitter at Dr. S'mores. You can find the Good Brother Rants on Twitter at it's Ray Cash. That's Ray Wise and Mysterio, who's going to get his his chest chopped in on Friday. S C A S H as in dollars, in which the blood money of the WWE they're going to get on Saturday. That is both facts. Uh, you can find the show on Twitter at Outsiders at CS. As always, we are part of the Chairshot Radio Network at Chairshot Media, where you. Always use La Cabeza. And as always, y'all, we here are at the Outsider's Edge are some increasingly less young gentlemen doing everything we can to try to make it out this here in this world. Sometimes we're going to hit you with that sweet positivity like, ooh, Colt Cabana on TV and Phil is at home. Fuck you, Phil. Boom, boom. Um, and other times we're going to hit you with that like real talk, like, there's some potentially good-looking uh, matches on the Blood Money card, but damn, it's the fucking Blood Money card. It's at your own risk. <laughs> but no matter what, y'all, we're just out here chasing our dreams, and you've got to respect that. Because just like Blood Money don't respect your feelings, we sure don't give a fuck. It's so lovely. Fuck them, though. <laughs> Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time.